Blog Talk Radio. Well, okay. Okay. Well, actually, Ron is uh, not here, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I think my audio is going out. Uh, Let me uh, bring our guest on. I believe he's uh, already on the line. He's been on for a bit. Uh, This is Mike with you, and uh, um, I believe Ron is out there somewhere, but uh, he's having maybe having some uh, issues. So hold on just a second. Let me... uh, um, try and bring him on here. It should say that he's on. Are you there? Can you hear me? Adam? Hi there, Mike. Hi. Good. You can hear me? <laughs> okay. I can hear you all right. Yes, how are you? Uh, sorry about that. Good. Uh, yeah, this is this is Mike. I'm usually the uh, uh, producer, behind-the-scenes person, and Ron is the host, and uh, I'm not sure where... Uh, where what happened to him he, he, i know we had some major storms yesterday uh evening and i'm not sure if that might have uh, taken him out we had a power outage here for uh, uh i don't know a couple of times and um but uh he he might have been affected by that i'm not real sure so uh i i saw you on hold and i thought well let me see if i can get in and uh get you on the air so here we are um so I'll try and uh, wing it until, you know, if he gets up and running or, or what happens. Um, but uh, Thursday show, that's what we were talking about. We're like, hey, we're going to be on Sunday. Yay. You know, it's going to be a, a morning time, something different for us and all, all ready for it. And then, and then yesterday night, it just, I don't know, the storms were just terrible. But uh, uh, hopefully he's okay and everything's, everything's good there. I just haven't heard from him yet. Uh, so we have uh, on the phone here, uh, on the line, we have Adam Williams. You are the sales uh, director, sales manager, sales director, uh, Balfour yeah, Winery? Yeah, sales director. Yeah, okay. Correct, yeah. And, yeah, uh, so, and you're not in the States. You're on the other side of the pond, which is, uh, we've had a few guests like that before, but it's been a while and it's, it's unusual, but the, the, because of the time difference here, we are on Sunday. So uh, Sunday morning, uh, it seemed to be convenient for, uh, for everybody around, at least what we were told. So uh, here we are and uh, welcome to the show. If you would um, just, uh, I, I think I already told everybody who you were, but uh, who you are again and, and uh, where you are would be good. Just let yeah. us know. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me on, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, so it's lunchtime here, and in, in, I'm in London at the moment. <laughs> I live in London, um, and our winery um, is in Kent, so the very southeast of, of the country. So I'm the sales director for Balfour. So I've been, you know, in the in the wine industry for you know over 20 years, and um, a lot of that in mm. Champagne. But for the last six or seven years, I've been, yeah, I've been working with English wine, which has been very exciting. Wow. Okay. Uh, so over, excuse me, over uh, uh, twenty years, and and all in uh, all in uh, England in that area. Yeah. So I worked for a large retailer over here first, and did my wine exams, and 
you know, after leaving uh, university college, not really knowing what to do, but I went into, so I ended up in the wine industry, which is what happens to a lot of people when they don't know what to do. And then I worked for uh, Hennessy for, for some time. So uh, working with Cruz and Don Perignon and Ruinar and Vocrico and some fantastic brands like that. So, um, you know, which was, a, which was a brilliant experience, but, you know, I, you know, English wine is, is, you know, the excitement and the, and the growth of English wine has is, is, is been, I've always kept my eye on. So joining English wine industry about seven years ago, and even seven years ago, it was, you know, it was still a very small industry. Not many people were talking about it. Not many people had been, um, had tasted it. We weren't exporting any wines, but I always saw the potential for, for English wine and thought it was a really exciting, um, exciting place to be. So, you know, as soon as I saw an opportunity and, uh, and found a company who, who wanted my expertise, I, I, I jumped at it. And it's been, it's been a, a roller coaster ride, but something, you know, if I, if I think about where we've come from in those seven years as an industry, it's, you know, we've come on so quickly and there's a, you know, huge, huge growth ahead, which is, you know, ahead of us, which is exciting too. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, that's that's the kind of trend that we'd like to hear about. <laughs> so that's that's always a good thing. Um, you said wine exams. So are you, do you have certifications or um, what, what yeah, wine so exams? Yeah, so WSCT. I'm not sure if you you know you have WSCT over there, Wine and Spirits Education Trust. So um, all the all the all the exams up to diploma. Um, I decided to stop before doing my Master of Wine. Um, I wanted to keep some sanity, so I, I stopped before uh, going <laughs> going into that. But yeah, all, all the way up to diploma. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, congratulations. That's yeah. We have we've heard of and uh, have talked to people about the um, WSETs, and and uh, it, it's a process for sure. It's not um, it's it's not a simple feat for to to gain. Um, a lot of work goes into that. Um, Absolutely. So how long, how long have you been with uh, Balfour? You said was it seven? So I've been with Balfour for about six or seven years. Um, so oh. I joined um, Balfour when Balfour planted their first vineyard in 2002. So the winery's been going for, you know, it's our 20th anniversary this year. Um, oh. But really, only is um, when I joined um, in uh, yeah six or seven years ago, we were still you know a relatively small winery. And actually, you know, most English wineries were relatively small then. Um, we were making you know 100,000 bottles, something like that, selling to retail, only doing a little bit of exports. Um, we're now probably sort of third or fourth biggest um, English winery um, making sparkling and still. So that's, you know, a lot of growth over that time. But that's, you know, alongside alongside the rest of the industry as well, which is which has been growing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other uh, – I was trying to go to the uh, – I found the website here. So you do, uh, you do regular wine and you do sparkling? Or is it strictly uh, sparkling? Yeah, correct. Yeah, we make we make sparkling and still. So um, mm-hmm. about thirty percent of our production is still wine, and about seventy percent is sparkling. Um, not all English wineries make still wines. Um, you know, mm-hmm. some dedicate themselves solely to sparkling, um, and there's um, some wineries that make a little bit of still. We've always seen um, real potential and a future for English still wines, right from right from when we started. So um, Aaron Elias, our, um, our head winemaker, who's been making English wine for 30 years, 
was always seeing the potential for English wine. So we've, you know, made sure we're planting the right vines, the right clones in the right places to make great quality, you know, English English wine, English still wine. I think, you know, if the still wine is made as a secondary to the sparkling, but the quality isn't there. But if you're planting the right clones in the right places, I think there's there's some superb examples of of English what English still wine. Mm-hmm. Um, to go alongside, you know, the sparklings, which, you know, the reputation for our sparkling wines as an industry now is um, is, is there now. We were certainly in, in, in the UK, you know, it's accepted that the quality of the, of the, of the traditional method English sparkling wines is, is right up there with, you know, with anything you can get from other countries. And um, still, the, the perception of the still wines is a little bit behind that. It's two or three years behind that. But again, in the last year or so, um, probably longer than that, two or three years, that people are really acknowledging the potential and the quality of, of, of English stills. Light-bodied light English stills, we, ours are predominantly Chardonnay and, and Pinot Meunier, sorry, Pinot Noir. We actually made a still Pinot Meunier as well, but um, predominantly those, those grape varieties. Mm. Okay. And what sort, of, uh, what sort of grapes do you have there? What, what is your primary or... Yeah, so on we we on our estate we we plant four main grape varieties: so Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier for our sparklings. But we also have a lot of bur- Champagne clones. We also have a lot of Burgundy clones for, for still wines. We have a, a, some um, a grape variety called Bacchus. Bacchus is a, a an interesting grape variety. You see a lot in the in the UK. It's a hybrid grape um, from um, there's some Melitergau in there. There's a bit of Riesling in there. It makes a very uh, expressive um, uh, still wine. You see it sometimes in sparkling, but predominantly still uh, still wine. So it's mm. those four great varieties. Um, we've also planted a little bit of Pinot Blanc. Um, we've got a little bit of Arban and Petit Meslier um, on this day. Arban and Petit Meslier are, you know, old traditional Champagne grape varieties. They're, they're, they're two of the seven permitted champagne grape variety. So we have a, a small amount of that planted on the estate, which make, uh, which we put into our sparklings and some of our stills, which are very interesting. Um, oh. We've planted some Albarino, we've planted some Gamay, we've planted more Petit Meslier, because I think that's a really interesting grape variety for the future. So there's a, there's a range of different grape varieties, but you know the, the majority is the three core champagne grape varieties that you'd expect. Nice. Yeah. Mm, last... Uh... Last Thursday, we were talking, uh, we just kind of touched the surface of uh, hybrid grapes, and uh, we were saying that the hybrids uh, could be the grapes of the future. I remember uh, Ron was talking about that. It was uh, kind of interesting, and uh, I thought he mentioned that uh, that particular Bacchus, uh, Bacchus? Yeah, uh, hybrid grape, so yeah. uh, I thought that was kind of interesting how it uh, <laughs> kind of related to, you just said that, I go, hey, we just talked about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very good. It's, it's a grape variety quite well known here. People will, you know, will drink yeah. and enjoy a lot of Bacchus. Some people refer to it as sort of like a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. I think is not not quite so true, but you know, there's certainly similarities with that mm-hmm. with that grape variety. Our, our climate here is is is, is you know, is, is suited to the you know the traditional grape varieties though um, at the moment. So I think you know, as a, as a country, moving away, we're moving away from hybrids, which were. Mm-hmm. You know, planted quite a lot in the 70s and 80s because they were oh. they were easier to grow and the yields were higher. As you know, we're moving back towards um, you know viniferous um, mm-hmm. uh, varieties like Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. 
Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, I was just going to ask you uh, about that that area that you're in, uh, about the climate. Is it is it warm? Do you have uh, bad winters? Is it, uh, you know, what what kind of elevation are we talking? Is, is it uh, rolling hills and all that? Uh, what's yeah, it like? I don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone, anyone's ever called England warm. Um, it might be for <laughs> one or two days a year. Uh, we're, you know, we're cool climate. You know, we're getting warmer, um, obviously, with, with, with climate change, and that's one of the reasons why you see more high-quality, um, you know, wines out of this country. You know, in a way, it's a sad thing to say, but that is, you know, that is the truth. There's a lot, there's a lot more factors than, than that. Sometimes people think it's just, yeah. you know, just the change in, in climate, and there's, there's certainly more factors than that. But, you know, we're still cool climate, and there's a lot of vintage variation. We've just... Mm-hmm. Um, had a, had a pretty cool vintage in 2021, and we suffered from, you know, a lot of the issues that, that France had in 2021, like Chablis. You know, we, you know, it was a cool wet year, so, you know, our yields can go up and down considerably depending on on, on the conditions of that year. Um, mm. 2018 was a, was a brilliant year, quality and quantity. It was it was perfect, and you know, vintages like that, you, you see, um, you know, the wines that are coming out of of, of years like that. Have, they're superb. Winters aren't too much of a problem. We don't go particularly cold, um, certainly not cold enough to, to do any damage in the vineyards, but it's times now we've had a relatively warm few weeks um, now, so obviously we're all on, on frost watch at the moment. Um, it, it, touch wood, everything looks fine at the moment, but you know, this is the, the, the key time for us. Um, your frosts uh, in, in, in spring and autumn, and you know, if it's too wet as summer, they're, they're our biggest, they're our biggest concerns, um, mm. and, and yields, yields will go up and down accordingly. Um, so there are, yeah, there are big, uh, big climatical factors, but we, you know, we we've had a, you know a run of, of good vintages. 2017, we were hit by a bad frost that that took out a lot of the vineyards in, in France as well. So we're, the, the conditions we have on to, you know, on to dissimilar, we, we we have the same issues that you know, much of France do as well. Yeah. Uh, what about, um, do you have any, any issues with, um, um, we have, we have like uh, insects that attack the vines here, uh, bugs, insects. Do you have uh, those same kind of issues there with uh, like a, we have a glassy wing sharpshooter, and and there's, there's just all kinds of um, insects out here that uh, go after the vines, and you have to keep uh, watch on that as well. Do you have those issues there? Yeah, a little bit. I think I think less so here. I think it's more it's more the weather that, that, that is the issue. We have a little bit of that here, like 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 everyone else does. That we you know mm-hmm. we have to keep an eye on, particularly around around harvest. But it's not you know. There are other factors we, we need to be keeping keeping an eye on on a, on a bit more. It's you know it's the it's the sunshine that you know that if, yeah. if we are struggling, it's the sunshine that we're lacking and you know and too much rainfall. But you know even in difficult years like we had last year, which you know was with everything all in was you know one of the most difficult in the last 20 years. There's still some fantastic wines, both still and sparkling, that were able they're able to be made because of the advances in. Um, the winemaking and the, the, the clonal selection and the way, you know, the, the attention to detail that the top English wineries are, are putting in now, even in difficult years with, with, with low yields, you know, the quality of the wines is, is still fantastic. We've made some of our best still wines 
from, from mm. 2021 that, I, that I've tasted. So, you know, even in difficult years, we're producing really high-quality wines. Yeah, very good. Uh, and I also noticed on the uh, website that you all you also do uh, beer and cider. Is that affiliated with uh, Balfour? It says Jake's Beer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so we're 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 based on a, an estate called Hushing Estate, which is a beautiful 400-acre estate. Mm. We're 45 minutes on the train from London. So, you know, one of the exciting things about English wine is our proximity to London. You know, you can come to London, you can come to our vineyards within an hour. Mm-hmm. From a busy... well, I think we disconnected. Actually, it looks like we disconnected. Okay. Across the pond. Somebody pulled the plug. We're still live. Uh, we were talking with uh, Adam Williams from uh, Balfour Winery in uh, United Kingdom. Things happen. And... Uh, Hopefully he'll he'll get back on here. He had a a long phone number. I don't know if I could dial that from here. <laughs> and uh, still haven't heard from uh, Ron. Um, <clears throat> sent a message to him. Not sure what happened to Ron. Uh, Adam, hopefully you can uh, call back in, and we'll continue where we where we left off. Uh, this is the part where I could play some music. See if he calls back in the next couple of minutes. It did not, uh, did not. I did not touch the buttons. I was looking at something else, but uh, and then I go, but all of a sudden he, he stopped uh, mid sentence, and that was it. Um, so we'll see if he calls us back. Uh, realizes he's uh, got cut off for some reason, and uh, could be a, could have been a connection or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, we were talking with Adam Williams. Uh, he's the sales director at Balfour Winery. Uh, located, hold on a second, had a long address, uh, Five Oak Lane in Staplehurst, Tonbridge, uh, United Kingdom. And he says it's in Kent, and it's about a 45-minute train ride from London on a 400-acre estate. So uh, hopefully he calls back in. This would be, uh, this would not be cool. Um, And we're still waiting for Ron. Let's go, Ron. We could play some music here. What do we all want to hear? Taking your request right now. <laughs> Come on, Ron. Adam, Adam, call back. I don't know what happened. We got disconnected. Oh, boy. I don't know. Maybe he had another call or something. Could have happened as well. Uh, it's 1.23 p.m. in the afternoon now in London and uh, 8.23 p.m. local time here. And uh, we were talking uh, about 20 minutes with uh, Adam, and uh, who was in the United Kingdom, and all of a sudden got disconnected. Not sure what happened there. Maybe he had another call. Maybe something else came up. Not sure. <clears throat> uh, write a note here. I'm still logging everything that happens on the show and uh, have not heard back from Ron either. So uh, let's see if we can hang on for a little bit and see if uh, we find out what happened to uh, Adam.
dang, I should should try to sell ad space if you'd like to uh, purchase this purchase this moment of silence for an advertisement. Please do so. <laughs> Uh, Balfour Wines, uh, Balfour Winery, uh, if you go to the website, it's Balfour, B-A-L-F-O-U-R, winery.com. Very, very nice website, and it does, uh, I like the overview video on the uh, top of the page uh, near the header, which is uh, really cool. And uh, part of what's uh, Hush Heath Estate, uh, we were just getting ready to to talk about their beers, and... uh, whatever what they're doing as well there so uh and then we got uh, disconnected located uh, 5 Oak Lane Staplehurst Kent uh in the UK and it is 1:25 p.m. there we got disconnected from Adam some reason I'm not sure but uh you go to their website and click on shop at the very top and you'll see all their products um they actually have a port. Well, wow, I didn't even just saw that. It's like the first first wine up there. It's a port. Interesting. Um, a Brut Rosé. Uh, they have Blanc de Blancs and uh, quite a quite a good selection here for sure. Pinot Noir. Um, I was going to ask also about uh, their uh, distribution and shipping. And we didn't get that far. Uh, we got disconnected for some reason. I don't know if it was uh, maybe Blog Talk Radio or if it was uh, on his end. Maybe he had a call. I don't know. Uh, check the check the studio here. Nope. Still shows that um, no connection. We're still on live on YouTube and on our Facebook page. And um, just waiting to see if Adam reconnects here. Uh, give him a few more minutes to um, find out what's uh, what happened for some reason. I don't know what's going on. But uh, if you go to their website, balfourwinery.com, click on shop. You can see the uh, the different wines that they offer and uh, um, decently priced. I, th- I think I think they're they're very uh, reasonable, affordable. And um, we were just getting. To, uh, going to talk about their beer and cider, and we got disconnected somewhere. I don't see him reconnecting here. Uh, also, have not heard from Ron this morning. Uh, we did have some major storms run through yesterday evening, uh, kind of late in the in the evening, and uh, hopefully that was not um, he was not affected by that. But he's he's uh, he's out for they put. Uh, Change that. Um, <laughs> there we go. Host Mike. Yeah, this is the first. Uh, let's see what else. We'll go back into some of. We'll go back to their website here. <clears throat> they make uh, Balfour Winery make is making over four hundred thousand bottles of still and sparkling wines each year and is uh, one of England's most respected and and renowned wineries, combining world-class winemaking with a spirit of innovation. And that is from their About Us page on the website. Um, I'm speaking because uh, somewhere we lost uh, Adam, and uh, if you can rejoin the the, uh, call, that'd be great. Um, If not, I'll just uh, try and wing it for a few more minutes. wanted to talk about distribution if um 
if there is a way to uh, to get the wines here in the states or if it's strictly there. I'm not sure what the laws are, uh, but there's some fantastic photos at the winery, the estate. Uh, Hush, uh, hold on a second. It was Hush Heath Estate, and there's some uh, really really nice uh, photos there. Uh, of the estate and uh, he says they're a 45 minute train ride from london um in kent and uh just a really really beautiful area and uh I believe they do um wine tasting um they have a membership and uh let's see what they have as far as uh hotels um yeah there you go there's uh they offer some some information about uh, different pubs and hotels on the website as well. Um, yeah, there's some some good information on the website. So if you get a chance, visit Balfour Winery on the web, uh, Balfour B A L F O U R Winery dot com, and uh, check them out for more information. Um, still trying to see if uh, if he's going to rejoin us. I'll give him a couple more minutes uh, and. We'll see what uh, what happens. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about 8:20, just getting into the beers and wines. And uh, next thing I know is it was quiet, and I looked up and it said uh, the call was disconnected. So I don't know if it was his end, maybe he had something else go on, or if it was our end. But uh, just trying to talk there. Um, let's see where we're at here. They are members of the Wine Garden of England and accredited Gold Award 2018 by Visit England. Well, that's good. That's, yeah. Um, definitely need to make plans to visit there. Uh, let's see. What else? Trying to give you some more information on as much as I can. Um So it says they uh, had the first harvest in 2004 with uh, 10,000 bottles of Balfour Brut Rosé and uh, won a gold medal at the International Wine Challenge in 2007, which uh, put Balfour Winery officially on the wine map. And um, it talks about the uh, Balfour Lynn family. Um, and uh, Hush Heath Estate has been part of the Balfour Lynn family for three generations. And um, the uh, Richard and Leslie purchased a 400-acre farmland attached to Huth, the, the Balfour Winery story uh, began. And um, just reading this off the website, folks, <laughs> uh, get some time in here and uh, see if he can, if he rejoins us. I don't see him back on here. Um, we were... Hoping Adam Williams would uh, rejoin the call, but uh, maybe something came up. Um, and let's see, uh, they uh, are leading the way for English wine for sure. They've won some uh, recent awards, uh, a first for English red wines at the uh, IWC uh, had awarded uh, the Red Miller, the National English Red Trophy. And uh, this is the first time in the competition's 36-year history that an English red wine has received a prestigious accolades and awards. They have uh, quite a few. Uh, they're silver, uh, decanter, gold. Um, they've got a wine and spirit competition award, uh, quite a few there. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, 
definitely something to look for. And I, I don't know if it's available here, but um, we're going to try and find out. We were talking with the sales director of Balfour, uh, Hush Estate, Hush Heath Estate, Adam Williams, who is in um, the UK in uh, Kent, and uh, about 8.20 or so, he, uh, about 12 minutes ago, he got <clears throat> somewhere, got disconnected. I wasn't touching any buttons or anything, and he got disconnected. So, well, that's odd now. Yeah, there it goes. So, I thought I'd wait for him a, a minute or two and see what um, – they do offer tours. You can uh, – uh, along with the wines, um, award <laughs> world-class English wines, beers, and ciders, uh, you can also visit uh, some of the most vibrant uh, flora and fauna in the area for uh, nature and wine lovers alike. The estate offers an unprecedented, uh, unparalleled experience. <clears throat> you can take a self-guided stroll through the beautiful vineyards, apple orchards, and ancient oak woodlands. Or join an expert-led tour and tasting experience. Ooh, those are always fun. And um, the full estate tour and tasting is available uh, April to October, so it is going on. And uh, it begins with an expert-led tour of the vineyards, apple orchards, ancient woodlands, and wildflower uh, meadows. And uh, guests will learn about the winery and discover the winemaking process from grape to glass which is always interesting. People think you, you go into the store and grab a bottle and that's all it is. It's a process. And um, the tour is followed by a guided tasting of six Balfour wines. And um, on Saturday and Sunday, the tour includes a visit to the state-of-the-art winery will, <laughs> where guests will be shown the winemaking and production techniques used for our still and sparkling wines. Um, you will also midweek you will enjoy a short film featuring head winemaker um, as he talks through the winemaking process used by Balfour Winery. So quite a bit. There's there's a really really some cool stuff there at Balfour for sure. Um, they also have cellar door tasting masterclass, and um, you get uh, uh, knowledgeable tour guides and a, a fun and relaxed tasting of six Balfour wines, and you'll learn the technique of wine tasting. Uh, without all the uh, bravado stuff. Uh, then there's also an art and wine evening. It's the third Wednesday of the month. Um, and you you do need to book this, by the way. And uh, that sounds like a, another uh, another cool thing. So um, wine and dine experience. And we're kind of moving up here on, on what uh, is being offered. And uh, this is a private transfer from the Martin train station. Huh, interesting. So let's see. Let me go back to the studio, see if there's anybody hanging there. Nope, I don't see that. And you can do a self-guided tour, which is free, and it's available all year round, and no booking is required. As I mentioned before, uh, what you do is you pick up a map from the cellar door and explore the picturesque estate at your own pace uh, with two designated uh, oh, oh, routes to choose from. You can enjoy tranquility and stillness as you stroll through beautiful vineyards, apple orchards, wildflower meadows, and ancient oak woodlands. Uh, So you can do that uh, for free all year round. And there's also a cellar door self-tutored tasting all year round. And uh, there's just a nominal fee for that, but uh, it'll give you an introduction to the portfolio at Balfour Wines. 
with uh, where you can sample three selected wines. And, um, yeah, you can also uh, uh, credit some of that to a purchase uh, over $20 from the retail shop. So quite a bit to do there for sure at um, Balfour Winery. And uh, I don't uh, – let's see. We can uh, – they do have – uh, you can do dining as well. Um, take in the amazing views uh, while you enjoy the great food and uh, relax in the uh, breathtaking countryside. Uh, and you look at the photos and it's, it's very inviting. You definitely want to want to check that out. But uh, they do have uh, food platters um, and different dining um, uh, options there. So uh, definitely check that out. For more information, go to balfourwinery.com. That's B-A-L-F-O-U-R winery.com. And uh, check it out and see what uh, what they have to offer. That's Balfour Hush Heath Estate. And uh, one last time, we were talking with Adam Williams <clears throat> on until about 820. He was talking about uh, it was a 400-acre estate, 400-mile uh, or 400-minute 45 minute train ride from London. Wow. I'll get this. It's my own writing too. And I can't read it. 45 minute train ride from London and about 820 uh, some, somewhere we got disconnected and uh, haven't had him come back on in uh, 17 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and probably close the show here and uh, we'll see if we can, uh, what happened there. I'm not sure where Ron went, but um tried messaging him we did have some major storms last night uh go through uh, mostly on where ron is he's on the uh, west coast of florida and uh had some major storms run through there and uh hope he's okay i have not heard anything yet from him and um let me see if there's any additional here um haven't heard from him so we'll try and touch base with him a little bit and see what what happened hope he's hope everything's all right there with ron and um but like I said, the storms came through and uh, power went out here in central Florida a couple of times, but it wasn't uh, anything lengthy. Um, I came in here at the usual time, 15 minutes before the show, and he was not here. So um, went ahead and started the show a couple of minutes late because I'm not the one who normally starts the show and uh, decided to go that route and uh, start the, start with Adam Williams, the sales director at Ball 4 Hush Heath Estate, uh, which is located in uh, Kent, uh, United Kingdom. So uh, we were talking about that. Uh, no connections there. So we'll uh, see if we can do another live show on Thursday. Uh, this Thursday would be May the 5th. We'll try another <clears throat> live show with Ron on Thursday. We'll see what happened with him and uh, you know, get you updated that way. And uh, my apologies to uh, Adam Williams with Balfour. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, like I said, uh, disconnected at uh, 8.20 a.m. He may have had another call, uh, some other issue, but um, yeah, it wasn't something that we did uh, knowingly on this end, unless it was uh, Blog Talk Radio saying uh, something. But uh, he was on, had to, had everything going. Um, all right, I'm going to go ahead and close the show here. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in on this uh, impromptu sort of um live show on a Sunday. It is uh, almost 8.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we'll go ahead and close the show, and I want to uh, thank you all. Have a great uh, rest of the day and a good week ahead, and uh, hopefully we'll have Ron here next week on uh, this Thursday on the show. 
So we'll find out what happened and uh, let you know. Uh, anything else? I don't see anything in anybody in chat. We'll go ahead and uh, close it out. And uh, you all have a great Sunday. And thank you. And, uh, Adam, if you're out there uh, somehow listening to the end of this, um, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I uh, wish we could have talked a little bit longer and, and uh, gotten to know more about uh, um, Balfour Winery. For those of you out there uh, want to tune in or, or go check out Balfour Winery, go to Balfour winery.com on the internet b-a-l-f-o-u-r winery.com for more information okay we'll see you all thursday thank you thank you for tuning in <laughs> Bye. this concludes tonight's broadcast of all about wine